Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details This is Score More with Garrett Sisto. Hey, welcome to Score More with Garrett Sissy. I'm here. After another Chargers win, they won two in a row. They are two and two. 500 going into the bye week. Let's talk about this game against the Raiders. We'll get into that. We'll get into our spotlight. We'll get in our not light, which also happens to roll into the, hey, man, what are you doing? We'll showcase what happened in the rest of the NFL outside of the Chargers and Raiders game. We'll look at the AFC. We're going to look at the NFC because uh, I got some notes from last podcast going, hey, you're showing the AFC standings. What about the NFC? All right, we can do that too. I know we're predominantly Chargers based, but you can get the NFC standings too. We'll do that. AFC, look at the AFC West. And we'll talk about a lot of things today. Got a lot going on today. So thank you for joining Score More. And let's just get right into it. We're going to go spotlight, then not light. I'm going to give you a little bonus highlight with the spotlight coming up a little bit later, but let's get right into it. All right. Of all course, right, all right. it's easy to see who this spotlight's going to be. I think there were probably 
not many players worth the spotlight this game. There were a few that did pretty good, but there's one man in particular that deserves a spotlight, and that is none other than Khalil Mack. And of course, we'll break down all six sacks. That's coming. You knew it was coming. We'll have that coming up. But I've got two honorable mentions here in the spotlight. Six sacks, career day, most in franchise history, just an outstanding performance from Khalil Mack, basically a one-man wrecking crew. The one guy who saved the Chargers defense on Sunday, well, everybody else kind of didn't do so well. So six sacks, huge deal. But that wasn't all he did. And I want to showcase two things, which are kind of my honorable mentions before we get into the six sacks. So who doesn't love a little extra Khalil Mack? So here we go. First up is a run stop. So Khalil Mack's on your right side. He's tilted. He's actually going to be tried to picked off by the pulling left guard, Dylan Parham. Now, as soon as Dylan Parham pulls, he's head on with Khalil Mack. He holds his ground and he still gets to Josh Jacobs in the backfield. You see here on the replay that Thule coming from the left side is there to clean up as well, kind of creating a wall, forcing Josh Jacobs to go right towards Khalil Mack on the right side and walks right into the arms of Khalil Mack. Thule right there for cleanup duty right behind him. My second honorable mention here is a tipped pass by Khalil Mack. So this is a pretty important drive here. It's second and 10, just under three minutes left of the fourth quarter. It's second and 10. You obviously want to bring up a third and long here. So we're going to see a lot of different pass rushing moves from Khalil Mack, but this is a little bit different because we're going to get to see the bull rush here on second down. Now he's going up against Illuminor and he gets pretty deep penetration. And as he's pushing Illuminor back into O'Connell's lap, you can see Illuminor starts to anchor late, gets his feet under him. But as he starts to anchor, Clomax reading O'Connell's eyes, jumps up in the path of the pass and bats it down for a tip pass at the line of scrimmage and brings up a third and 10, which is very important. It's going under the radar because the Raiders end up converting here later on, but a really strong pass rushing move showing off that bull rush here on second and 10. All right, let's show off all these sacks one by one. A little highlight reel of all the Khalil Mack sacks from Sunday. First up here, you've heard me say it. I've said it for weeks. This tackle and stunt with Thule inside is easy money. And this is where Khalil Mack gets his first sack. Thule, again, forces the issue by doing that little skip, that little high step, and forcing both the right guard and right tackle to make a move on Thule because he gets on him so fast. What sets this up is Max will stutter step behind him, trailing behind. You know how this goes. I've talked about this for weeks now. This tackle and stunt leaves an easy passing lane. We saw it with Morgan Fox two weeks ago. We've seen it with Bosa a couple weeks ago. Now we're seeing it with Khalil Mack. When Thule can get that speed off the line of scrimmage and then do his little veteran leap, high step, shuffle in between those two to force them both to make a move, 
It is easy money. And Mac gets his first sack. And you see him drop O'Connell with ease. Both hands out as he's dropping them. Doesn't want to get called for anything. It's kind of how it is right now in the NFL. But he's able to get AOC on the ground. Number two. He's on the left side now going against Colton Miller, the left tackle. And he just pushes Colton Miller into AOC's lap. Mac just walks Colton Miller back in O'Connell as he's about to let it go on the pass. Forces the fumble. There's your sack fumble. Austin Johnson recovers. Number three, he's on the right side now. Going against Illuminor, like we talked about earlier. Mac goes wide, then cuts back inside, works his way inside, and just swipes at the ball, pokes it away from AOC. Raiders recover on this one, but gets the strip sack fumble once again. Number four, on the last sack, Khalil Mack couldn't get the edge, so he cut back inside. This time, he's able to go around the hoop, beat Illuminor around the edge, and get AOC. As he gets around that edge, he's got the right arm up to fight off the right tackle's hands, drives through him, cuts back inside, sacks AOC for number four. Number five is an interesting one here. Mac goes wide because he wants to push Josh Jacobs off his path here. So it all starts up front with some interior pressure from Sebastian Joseph Day and Nick Williams. They get in the face of the quarterback. They flush him out, and Cleo Mac's there to clean it up. But they both get in the backfield, both Williams and Joseph Day. The Raiders O-line kind of lose track of Cleo Mac because of that interior rush. Mac gets a clear shot on AOC, sack number five. Number six. We're in the fourth quarter now. Josh McDaniel says, no more. Khalil Mack is killing us today. Give him some help. So what does he do? He sends the fullback Jacob Johnson at Khalil Mack. The issue? Johnson completely misses Mack, just kind of runs right in front of him on the route. And Mack faints inside, gives a little stutter step, goes back outside, and just beats a Luminor around the corner. Six sack on the day. Khalil Mack was great on Sunday. Crazy day for him. Really productive. Just as an added bonus, I want to show you how good Justin Herbert was with his feet. So I put a super cut together of all that magic from Justin Herbert on Sunday. What is this magic?
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No All right. So moving on from my spotlight of Khalil Mack, my highlight of Justin Herbert using those legs, and now the not light, which rolls into my hey man. What are you doing? And that, of course, is so painfully obvious. It's Jerry Tillery's late hit on Justin Herbert. Why? Because fuck him, that's why. Not only are we going to break down what happened with this hit, we're going to do some lip reading. We're going to look at how the Raiders felt about that hit, how the Chargers felt about that hit. Let's break it all down, all together, on this terrible, stupid, idiotic play from none other than Jerry Tillery. As he's going to the sideline, Jerry Tillery hits him late, Herbert clearly giving himself up. On some of these replays, it looks like it might even be helmet to helmet, it's so bad. But as soon as he hits Herbert, the first five on the scene are Morgan Fox and Scott Matlock from the sideline. You see Brandon Staley in the mix there too with the refs. But then... From the field, you see Joshua Palmer, Trey McKinney, and running over is Trey Pipkins. Herbert, of course, jumps out of there, points first down, not faced by that hit at all. But as you see this mob around the Chargers, I don't want to point out which player is what because they've got numbers on their helmets. Half of the team doesn't have helmets on. You can see their faces. I don't want anybody getting fined. I don't want this video getting out if I post it on Twitter. Just take a look at Jerry Tillery's head being bounced around a little bit. The Chargers are obviously getting some shots in. Kind of see the body taking some licks too. But also here, as we play it again, I just want you to count how long it takes a Las Vegas Raider teammate to come break up this fight. The Chargers have pretty much their entire team surrounding Jerry Tillery. On most teams, teammates are running over to break this thing up so that nobody gets hurt. But as soon as there's a hit, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, we're talking almost nine or 10 seconds before he's out of that mob. John Jenkins is over there, doesn't really make a huge effort, until he eventually hugs him as Jerry Tillery's walking out of that mob by himself. And Jenkins walks him off. I would say that's pretty telling on how not only the Chargers feel about Jerry Tillery, which is 
public record at this point, but also how his teammates feel about him. And as they show this replay, the funniest thing to me, at least one of the funniest things, is Max Crosby, who's also chasing down Herbert because he got spun like a top with the crossover. As soon as Jerry Tillery hits Herbert, he throws his hands up and is like, hey, man, what are you doing? Crosby knows how dumb it is immediately as it's happening live and is basically saying, why? Why would you do that? Why would you make this late of a hit? He knows immediately this is a dumb play. So Tillery eventually goes to the sideline. Again, as you look at Tillery on the sideline, not a single teammate coming over to go, hey, man, it's all right. Get him next time. No support, no moral support, nobody. He's standing there by himself with no other Raider teammate over there to try to get his head right. He's standing there by himself with the coach. And here is where we get into our lip reading. Watch this Raiders coach say, yo, go sit down. And something to the effect of, yo, go sit down. That was bad. And then Max Crosby walks over to Justin Herbert, apologizing. You can't see what Herbert's saying here, but you can see as clear as day, hey, that was stupid as fuck. Max Crosby's nose, that was stupid as fuck. And then you see Marcus Peters come over, dap him up, laugh with Justin Herbert. Herbert gives him a little wink and gun there. I don't, I don't know what that was about. But you can see Coach still talking to Tillery. The coach's face is turned away from the camera, but at the end... You can see him say it's over right there. It's over. And you can see his hands moving too. Everybody on the Raiders sideline knows it's a stupid play. Every player so far that they've shown every coach that's within frame. And then here, Jerry Tillery acts like he doesn't know why he's getting thrown out. He is in disbelief that hitting a quarterback, which from multiple angles looks like it could be helmet to helmet contact on top of it a late hit out of bounds, a no question about it cheap shot, and he's in disbelief. And my guy here in the gray sweatshirt, this other coach, just motions for him to get out of here, just leave. Didn't even say anything, but just uh, basically umpire tossed him. That other coach that's been giving it to him on camera just kind of taps him on the shoulder and lightly pushes him away. And then some players kind of dap him up a little bit. It looks like one of them wanted to dap him up, but Tillery wouldn't do it. And then, like a true sociopath, Jerry Tillery walking off the field, motions to the crowd like, boo me more, let me hear it, and then points at the crowd too, and then walks off the field. What an absolute moronic play. I don't want to attack Jerry Tillery personally, because I don't know him personally. And a lot of people are attacking him personally online. I've seen them at him on Twitter. I've seen, I'm sure they're DMing him. I'm not going to go that far, but I will say that was just one of the stupidest plays you could make. And quite honestly, he's really bad as a football player on the field. I'm surprised he's even going to have a job going forward. And I would not be surprised if he gets cut soon. You just can't have football players like that on your team. And that's why the Chargers cut him. And that's why the Raiders probably should too. Let's move on to what happened in the NFL this week. The Lions poured it on the Packers. 
The Jags got a win over the Falcons in Andy's bedroom. The Bills handed the Dolphins their first loss because Stone Cold said so. Broncos and Bears squared off to decide the worst team in the NFL, and Denver gets his first win of the year. The Ravens pick it back up and beat the Deshaun Watson-less Browns. The Titans beat on the Bengals, who are now 1-3. and three. The Rams beat the Colts in OT, and Puka Nakua almost didn't get the game ball. Where's Puka Nakua? Texans got their first win at home since 2021, and they might be a little bit better than expected this season. Cowboys beat the Patriots so bad they benched Mac Jones, and the 49ers remain undefeated, and the Vikings got their first win of the season. And then for the Sunday night game, the Chiefs hold on after some questionable calls. And let's look at first the NFC, since some of you asked for it. The Eagles and 49ers, 4-0, kind of the cream of the crop in the NFC. The Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, probably behind them. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, surprisingly 3-1. I think that'll start evening out as the season goes along, but good start from Tampa Bay. And then you've got a lot of mediocre teams, and then you've got some really, really, really bad teams in the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. So... Let's look at the AFC West. The Chargers get a really, really, really important game by getting this divisional win against the Raiders. Raiders fall to one and three. Like I mentioned earlier, Denver Broncos got their first win of the season. They are both one and three. Chargers move a game above them. They are now two and two at 500. And Kansas City have won three in a row. They are three and one. The Chargers have a bye, and they'll be playing the Chiefs in a couple weeks. Now, in terms of the AFC picture, No more unbeaten teams. The Dolphins lost to the Bills, and pretty handedly, too. So you got a bunch of 3-1 teams in the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, and Dolphins. And then the Chargers meet in the pack of the 2-2 teams with the Jags, Browns, Texans, Colts, Steelers, and Titans. And the Bengals getting beat by the Titans are 1-3. The Broncos, Raiders, like I mentioned earlier, 1-3. The Jets lost. The Patriots lost. They are at the bottom of the AFC. But only four teams ahead of the Chargers right now at 3-1 in the AFC. Chargers are back in it, winning two in a row. All right, that does it for me and this episode of Score More. Thanks for joining me. Make sure to follow Eddie at ScoreMorePod. You can follow me at Garrett Sisti. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube at the Lightning Round Podcast. Also, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because I will be here every Tuesday, except maybe not next Tuesday because of the bye week. We'll see. So I'll maybe see you next Tuesday. And since the Chargers are on a bye week and then they play on Monday, let's just hope the Chargers score more next Monday. 